Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time, it's time for the Draft Dudes Podcast. What's better than this? Your hosts, the Draft Dudes themselves and co-founders of the Draft Network, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. Guys being dudes on the Draft Dudes Podcast. And it starts now. Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your host, Chris Schubert, just floating around like he's in a hot air balloon producing this thing. We're all from the Draft Network. We're brought to you by Bet Online, the number one spot for all your sports wagering information. They've got all the leagues: Major League Baseball, NFL, you know, golf, esports combat sports, Vegas casino games, in-game betting. It's all there for you. Super simple to use website that's available on your desktop, or your mobile device. Sign up today. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code BLEAV50. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0. Bet online. It's where the game starts. Kyle, a very happy National Thrift Day. Thrift happy National day. Thrift Shopped day what, to what, you what yeah, it's a hard it's hard to say yeah macklemore song throwback it's anytime i hear it's chris shop i just think of the song macklemore joe can you recite any one line out of that song uh when you said thrift shop i all i, all I heard was candy shop so i know that song chris can we <laughs> test the turn your camera off vibes here if you'd like <laughs> to just just letting everybody know now you might not you might not get a video version of the show today but you go ahead Kyle if you want to no give it I a, won't I'll just put my hand up to the okay okay oh that's a new thing you just you just okay well, yep. we right. talked about it yesterday we have not tested the theory out on right. the new software and the, turn the, and the last off. thing we want to do is do it when we're doing a live show like that's not what we want to do uh I'm celebrating National Thrift Shop Day I celebrate it almost every day uh I go to thrift shops pretty regularly, but I will do celebrate you? today. I do, yes. Do you? I'm a big uh, e thrift shop guy. I'm a big eBay guy. Oh, I love eBay. Huge eBay guy. Some, of, yeah. You you make some revenue off eBay as well. I do. I do. I do a little side stuff on the eBay. Yeah. Business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, happy National Thrift Shop Day. Does Chris know what a, this this song is? I'm not going down alone here. If Chris can go can, down with me. Can't wait. Candy Shop. No, this song by shop. Fifty Cent. Oh, Thrift Shop. Macklemore, the rap song. Yeah, yes. he's got the big in the music video. He's got the big puff jacket that he gets from the thrift shop. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just not, not gonna cool. get me, Joe. The club, like, what up? I got a big. Yeah. No, we're not gonna explicit. That's 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 trailer. the actual line in the song from the radio. I I understand. I understand. All right, football. Let's what, go. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> that's why the the uh, the what what hook line never didn't resonate with Joe because he didn't know the song. Of course, right. I'm like. That's natural lead into the song, but no. Okay, so we're talking defenses out of the ball. Where do, where do we want to start positionally today, Joe? We're talking about players to know who are off the beaten path a little bit, some of our favorite mid-round or later prospects that have some potential. I say we start up front. Either edge or IDL. Those, you know, where defenses are are defined. They're guys up sure. front. Sure. I um I got a name for you. I 
Uh, he's an edge defender from Nebraska. His name's Caleb Tanner. Uh, he is a Randy Gregory type build uh, to paint the picture. So he's probably 225, 230, but he's super long, very fluid. I have an early day three valuation on him as things currently stand, but uh, you can see some really bright flashes of pass rush ability off the edge from him. And they, of course, also have Oshawa Mathis there uh, as the mm. other edge rusher. So they got two really twitchy, long, bursty, flexible. And I know those are kind of pass rushers that often move the needle for a lot of folks. So uh, Caleb Tanner from Nebraska is a guy who my questions are ability to defend the run, hold the point of attack. But from a pass rush perspective, he has a lot of really likable tools. So Kyle, I fired up the Missouri tape to watch one defensive player. And my eyes drifted to a different defensive player that mm. I like a lot more at the mm. same position. And I'm referring to Isaiah McGuire, an edge from Missouri, 6'4", 272. Man, he kind of broke out last year, and I don't think people are talking enough about it. And so I'm excited to see him this year kind of build upon a really strong 2021 campaign. But you watch him play, and he's got the goods, man. He's athletic. He's flexible. He's powerful. He's super urgent. There's a hot motor there. His hands are busy throughout every single rep. You know, rep, he, he works hard to soften angles, and, and he's got that flexibility and burst to corner and finish, man. There's a lot to like here. And, you know, like I said, the motor just is always cranked up. And so I think he's an ascending talent. He's strong at the point of attack to set the edge and, and defend the run and squeeze gaps. I think he's got good length. I think he can play stand-up you know, outside linebacker is in terms of a 3-4 alignment, or obviously I, I'd like him best as a 4-3 end, but I think this is a very slept-on prospect that really caught my eye, kind of not intentionally, and then I just kept on watching more and more games of him, and I'm like, this is the Missouri defensive end that I really like. So put a put a little star by Isaiah McGuire there from Missouri. He's really fun. Hey, what um, what can you tell me about a guy – who we all have heard the name before, but a lot of people have probably forgotten about on account of some medical questions, and it's Zion Tupolo mm. Fatui from Washington. I think he's a, a name who garnered a lot of buzz there for a while and then has kind of fallen off because he, he struggled with, with health and bouncing back and availability, but obviously a lot of physical talent that still exists here as well. Yeah, it's a good name to invoke for this conversation. Um, and, and when if you're going to watch Zion, uh, Washington edge defender, you really need to go back to 2020 to appreciate what he brings to the table. Because last season, um, I don't feel like he was the same guy I watched in 2020. And he's kind of a beat up guy. He's had he's had his share of injuries. There's no question about it. And in 2021, I, I felt like he was still kind of working back from that uh, he had an Achilles uh suffered Achilles tear in, in spring of 2021 and came back and played five games last year you know like he just wasn't himself but 2020 looks really good he's a power style player um smooth get off hands are are really really strong good power hot motor you know it takes good rush angles has good finishing bursts you're just not going to see a guy that has dynamic get off and dynamic flexibility. But if you want a guy that can reduce angles and really, I mean, maybe a little bit like Carl Loftus, that style of player, um, based on what you watch in 2020, 
It's just about can he can the athleticism come back this year for him? And if it does, you know, I there, there's a lot to like, but you know, certainly we need to see him find his form after a really tough injury to come back from. But the 2020 version here, I think, was a you know a top two three round pick at the worst before that injury. Uh, I have one more name, but he's ironically enough a guy I haven't watched yet, but I've heard some good okay. things on. Um, yeah, so th- this it'll be a, a short talking point, but uh, Maryland Edge Darrell Nchami is a guy. Does Maryland have yeah, right. That's <laughs> they got some some ballers this year between the wide receivers and Jalen Duncan. They got athletes, man, mm-hmm. and um, he's a, he's a cat that I've heard some nice things about. So I'm looking forward to uh, diving into his tape and cross checks. Keith Sanchez did him regionally for us and gave him a fringe top 100 grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's someone that I'm really interested to see, and that's what's been fun about this whole regional process, right? Is we have, uh, I'm sitting here looking at all of our edge and IDL grades that the entire team has, has assigned throughout the course of cross checks. And we have, I'm not a math guy, so I'll just uh, let Excel do it for me. 65 defensive linemen in its entirety that we have graded throughout the course of regional grading. And of those 65, you know, you, you've got probably the top 20%, top 25% that uh, are going to get cross-checked across multiple guys. And you're seeing the different colors in each person's column for the grade that they assigned, the bucket that they were going to put guys in. And it's really fun seeing where those contrasting uh, ideas show up and, and where there's uniformity across the board. Like uh, Gervin Dexter, Joe, is a guy that you're a little bit lower on than the rest of the team. Uh, you still have a midday two valuation on him. Mm-hmm. There's a couple guys on staff that were leaning towards possibly putting this guy in the back end of the first round. So uh, that being one example, and uh, as we work through the rest of the position groups, I'll point out any other ones that really jump off to me. But that's kind of the one thus far through the defensive lineman where you've got multiple rounds of deviation across what, what we think of guys. Let's talk a little interior defensive lineman. Um, it feels like it's been a, a couple year battle trying to find good depth at this position. So this should be fun to kind of take an early stab at it. And, and the guy that I I really enjoyed his tape, it, it's Oklahoma interior defensive lineman Jalen Redmond. And obviously I'm excited to see him work with Brent Venables and uh, you know see what type of player he can develop into a five-star recruit. Um, so, you know, the high pedigree there, but you know, we're hoping to see him break out this year, and I think he's got all the stuff to do that. Um, you see quickness, you see power, you see a motor. He's a disruptive player, explosive off the ball. Um, I like I like when he shoots gaps and works into gaps where he can use his athleticism and his urgency. I think he's pretty powerful throughout his frame. I, I like his anchor. Um, I thought for a guy that might – it's probably a sub-300-pound uh, defensive tackle, I thought he would struggle a little bit more to anchor, but I thought he was really consistent exchanging power, holding his ground – and not getting rooted out of his gap. I thought he was a good run defender. Uh, I think it just comes down to to building his resume. He's never played more than 332 snaps in any season. Um, and so I'm looking for him to become like a dude, a consistent presence for that Oklahoma defense as opposed to just kind of in small spurts. Uh, and I think this could be the year that that happens. And if it does, if, if all the stuff that we've seen in you know kind of a limited amount of reps becomes, okay, this guy's now a – 70% of the time player across an entire season, you know, you're going to really like what this guy can offer as a penetration style player. 
I think we'd be remiss to not mention Brandon Dorless from Oregon, who's apparently a big oh, time dude. freak yeah, he athlete. Caught my eye big time. Yes. Yeah. But it's the the tape. I think Brentley had said the tape was pretty lean on him as far as actual sample size to work with. Um, but Dorless was watching uh, Sewell, and I caught it. He caught my yeah. eye as a pass rusher. The other guy too. Um, another guy on the freaks list is Mozzie Smith from Michigan, three hundred fifty pound nose tackle who has crazy explosiveness and um, was watching. What was it? The Georgia game. He popped a little bit there. Um, then there was one other game. I think it might have been the Ohio State game, and he was popping there too in, in short yardage situations. So, uh, Mozzie Smith, 350-pound nose tackle. I know everybody you're going to talk about nose tackles, and they're going to look at uh, Puka Ika from Baylor. and but, but he, for me, is a little bit more Danny Shelton-ish. I think if you're looking for uh, somebody with some of those rare – traits beyond just being nimble but not really having the length to really play gap control which is my question right now for a car uh, mozzie smith has a little bit more of a dominant build and length at his disposal and controls gaps a little better where i cause more of a penetration guy and then you get in the question okay even if he's really special penetrator for 340 pounds is he going to be one of your best four on third knee mm-hmm. and if the answer is no then he's probably not going to play and that's what we've seen pretty consistently with danny shell you know, one thing we, we've—I feel like we've talked a bit about this year on the podcast and continues to kind of come up in some of our deeper conversations—is guys that can change the math, right? Whether that's from a box counts perspective, coverage perspective, uh, offensively, that can certainly happen with different skill sets you can, that you can introduce and draw attention and free up spacing elsewhere. And you know, I think we went through a cycle where we were pretty dismissive towards guys that are these big space-eating nose tackles. But as we've seen the impact that a Vita Bay can have, have we seen um, you know, what people think Jordan Davis can be, uh, Travis Jones is that type of player, Like, I think we should perk up a little when we hear 350 and explosive, right? Because I think that's a type of talent that can help you change the math and, and give you a counter to some of the spacing that offenses present to you in today's NFL. So I, I – um, Dare I say a little bit of a glow up here for appreciating some one techs and nose tackles? Uh, I don't know if it's still there. Let me double check. But if you used to go to Kyle Krabs's. No, it's still there. I, I It's a rationally avid fan of nose tackles. I, okay. I wonder about it every time I look at your profile. Yeah, there it is. So don't, yeah. don't accuse me. Don't accuse me of not liking the. Um, uh, the 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 one gap or two gap a gap defenders that are way I was, oversized. It's watching that Bengals defense because I, I I did uh, the roster tell, presentation for the, t- bro. Tell me about it. I had so much fun because I I watched all of their playoff games like at one after another like in the morning. It was a great way to spend the morning and um, seeing how coach I, his got a tough this, his last name's tough. Coach Lou, we'll call him. That's his first name. Lou Ar- Anarumo. Yeah, that guy. Uh, really creative, really creative defensive player uh, coordinator, at least in the playoffs, where, man, they would switch their fronts, their groupings, their their style, their scheme, like midway through games. But the way that he got DJ Reader going, BJ Hill, and then Tyler Shelvin at times, dude, it was fun to watch. And I think that really helped. You know, Logan Wilson played 
amazing in the playoffs. Obviously, what Hubbard and Hendrickson gave that defense, but those dudes, man, they really they really open up a lot for that football team on defense. And you know, I, I like I like stylistically what they have in that front seven for their division, right? I'm a big fan of what uh, what the Bengals got brewing in that front seven with with those guys as as a big reason why. Uh, Shelvin was the guy who inspired the irrational fan of nose tackles, <laughs> irrationally avid fan of nose tackles. Tyler Shelvin was the player who inspired that. Watching him and, and and Landon Dickerson go head to head in uh, the Bama LSU game was like two bullhorn sheep going at it. I won't make the dinosaur reference, the Packy Cephalosaurus or whatever it was from. You won't make weeks the ago. reference, but you're going to make the reference. Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping <laughs> that I got it right the second time. The uh, the Packy Cephalosaurus, King Kong versus Godzilla. Just go. With sure. That, right? Yeah, Clash the Titans. Let them fight. Right from the movie. So when we move to linebackers. Well, you mentioned Titans, Kyle, and I'll tell you the Titans of sound bars. That's wow. The, that's the Sonos. Wow. That's the Sonos, Ray. You got to check it out. You can experience TV, music, podcasts, and games like never before with the Sonos Ray. This new compact and easy-to-use soundbar puts you at the center of all your entertainment with clear, crisp dialogue and perfectly balanced bass. Just plug in the power cable, connect it to your TV, and get set up in just minutes, courtesy of the Sonos app. Before you know it, you're going to have blockbuster sound and streamlined control of your content from all your favorite services. Visit Sonos.com to shop for the Ray now. Hey, by the way, Pachycephalosaurus was the proper name to invoke for the clash. That sounded good when you did that. That was a good sound effect. Yeah, thanks. Sounded good. Chris, put it on the sound bar. Little smack, little smack of flesh and knuckles. Oh, the enthusiasm from Chris there is just yeah, oozing. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get right on it. Yeah, we'll get right on it, guys. <laughs> okay, so how about how about linebackers, Joe? Let's talk about linebackers. And, and linebackers is tough for me because this is a position group that I'm late to work around to in cross checks. I and mean, I know we got about a week left, but like I've watched eleven. Like I haven't really. <laughs> It's not been a group that I've been jumping at. And we really, aside of the consensus top three in Noah Sewell, Trenton Simpson, and Henry Tooto, uh, we didn't really get a lot of favorable grades for linebackers in general. So it, it more comes back to traits and who you think can make a jump anyway. So um, Dibiate does not count. You've oh, talked about I, him on the podcast I, before. I You've talked about him right on the podcast now. before. He doesn't count. Now Another what? name. What? How you about know, if Peyton Wilson's? How about if Peyton Wilson is healthy? Is he a name to watch? I mean, sure. Uh, NC State. Peyton Wilson, linebacker, NC State, six four two thirty five. I'm okay if he's healthy. Miss spring twenty twenty one, having surgery on both shoulders. Then he injured his shoulder in the second game of the season and missed the remainder of the season. He missed spring of twenty eighteen due to a knee injury from you high school. Be a hole about it. I'm just saying I'm, if he's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was a good way to put it. Um, yeah, if he's healthy, he's interesting. I'll say that. I mean, he looks the part. He He's a really good blitzer, um, super urgent, flies around the field. Like, you're definitely going to see him. You you feel him when you watch games. I think he's the injury history speaks for itself. I don't, I don't necessarily love him as a space player. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll Here, see. Let me, let me give you a couple names. All right. Uh, Justin Flo. 
University of Oregon. Um, mm-hmm. Another freakish athlete who just availability has has really prevented him from uh, staking a claim. And I know there's uh, some of the other people in the space are pretty quick to flock to his name and point to him as a big time riser. So if you're going to say, well, Kyle, that doesn't count. I've seen that name elsewhere for like top 50 consideration if he is healthy. That's fine. We can continue moving down the line. I like D. Winters from TCU. Uh, I think he's a really fun player. Uh, and then Nick Henrik, uh, linebacker from Nebraska, is like a 6'3", 240-pound, uh, pretty physical guy, can play between uh, the tackles and be physical in the run game and gives you some nice flashes as far as zone drops. He's not somebody that I would ask to consistently drop off uh, and play coverage. You obviously had that player last year at Nebraska and JoJo Doman. So that that was certainly a box that was already filled uh, with Doman's role in the defense. And he was one of those two consistent stack guys that would play behind that line. And I think Nick Henrik, who I gave a five to, I have some questions about the third down skill set. I'm hoping that he can kind of expand on that this year, but uh, that would be another name that I would point to as well, unless you want to invoke any other names to bring to the table. You know, the guy that I would love to talk about is... Um Edifuan Yulofoshio from Washington, but another guy with kind of injury issues. And I think there's some concern about his availability to start the season, but you know, that's, that's certainly a guy that, that really interests me. Um, I mentioned Servatier Dennis from Pittsburgh as well recently. Um, I think that's, that's a guy that can really, really climb, especially playing behind a really good pit uh, defensive line. And there's, there's athleticism and ability in space there. So, um, I feel like I kind of come back to Dennis and Diabate as my breakout linebackers, but if Ulafosio was healthy and and could stay healthy, it's really similar to Peyton Wilson type situation. He's a guy that I can really see making making some noise here in this linebacker class. So if we move to corner, um, a couple names that are interesting here to me, maybe some names that you've heard before, Tyreek Stevenson from Miami. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really interesting name who I think has the physical measurables uh, to make a leap. It's a question of consistency with him. Um, uh, they're, they're obviously undergoing a dramatic coaching staff change there in Miami. I'm looking forward to seeing how he does or does not reap the benefits of that. Uh, but that would be the first name that I look at. I gave him a, a late day two valuation, but I think he could really jump up if he plays to his potential this year. Amidst a lot of other big corners that we have at the top of the group, guy for me is uh, out of Texas A and M, Jalen Jones, uh, five star recruit, six two two oh five, so a good size profile there. You could tell he's got good length, really physical player, and, and I like that for guys that I think project as a zone style corner. You're gonna have to you know defend the run, you're gonna have to tackle. He definitely gives you that. He's an aggressive player, really willing to use his frame at the line of scrimmage to crowd releases and disrupt that timing of the route. Um, I like his ball skills as well. That's another big part of his game that that pops, and certainly that length helps him get into those throwing windows and be disruptive at the at the catch point. Um, and I think the thing with him is just playing a little bit more confident and anticipatory. You know, he's a guy that I, I think is still feeling it out, and I want him to just play faster, see it, trust your techniques, trust your leverage and go play. And if he starts to play faster, the physical skill is is very very evident. So I think this is I think when Chris kind of came up with this idea, this is this is the type of player that 
is a headliner for this conversation where you haven't done enough. Like you're certainly physically gifted, but you haven't done enough on tape to demand like a top three round grade. But if it, if the light bulb comes on, I think Jalen Jones can be a household name in this corner class. Hey, uh, what can you tell me about Cameron Brown from Ohio state? I know that there's, there's a couple folks that we have a lot of respect for that are, are pretty high on him as far as what he can bring to the table. And I know that, uh, you did the regional grade on him. So I was hoping you could kind of tell me a little bit about what you saw with him too. Um, in some ways, uh, in some ways, a, a less physically gifted version of the, of Jalen Jones, who I just talked about. Um, Cameron's got some, some injury issues, uh, season ending leg injury in 2018 season ending Achilles in 2020. Um, but you could tell he's like a very solid across the board player. He's comfortable playing up in the line of scrimmage and press coverage. He's comfortable and off man. He's willing to be physical. He's willing to, to play with cushion and just kind of read the stem and, and put himself in good positions to, to be sticky and, and close on guys. I think he's got a good frame, but it's like, I, I saw some segmentation with him. Uh, not even a tall corner, probably around six foot. Uh, tra- leggy transitions, kind of stiff. Didn't think he was overly explosive. Just kind of a cerebral, stay leveraged, make tackles type player. And I, I wanted to feel more of an impact when watching him. Uh, so I'm hopeful that like I watched him in 20, you know, maybe maybe further removed from some of these injuries, we could see a more dynamic, athletic profile. I think he's a good, smart player. I just thought he was really average. That that was kind of my takeaway with him. Any other names at corner? Um, maybe Anthony Johnson uh, from Virginia is is a player that um, is worth a mention here. Another good size corner, 6'1", 200 pounds. Um, he, another zone type player. And that's what I want to see him fight this year. I want to see him not carry that scheme specific label because I think, I think he's got some good instincts and I think he's a really competitive player, but I want, I want to feel like he's more of a universal fit. So he's a guy that I'm paying attention to is a guy that I'm grading him mid day three that I think could kind of push to maybe a higher day three or maybe even a a late day two. So let's talk safeties. Mm Mm-hmm. I hope we didn't forget about Tyke Smith. Oh, the West Virginia transfer to Georgia had an interception and then got injured. And yes, missed the yeah. first five games of the season. Um, obviously, the emergence of Lewisine being Lewisine, like top forty prospect in this past year's draft, kind of changed the the dynamics of that safety group for the Georgia Bulldogs. And when you've missed the first half of the season, it kind of changes what role you're going to have. But I went back and watched the 2020 West Virginia tape where this was like a second team All-American player. And um, you you could talk about the loss of Lewisine amidst the loss of a lot of players on the Georgia defense, but Tyke Smith can still play at a high level. And I think he's somebody who – maybe because he wasn't in the forefront uh, for Georgia last year, was a little bit more of an afterthought type player who I think can absolutely make a big time rise. Safety I want to mention is uh, Quindell Johnson out of Memphis. Uh, he's He's been a fixture for Memphis for a while. This is going to be his fourth season 
as a starter. And I, he's an impact player. I mean, he's definitely a playmaker, versatile. They, they use him as a one-high guy, split zones. They'll play him in man. Smooth, fluid athlete. I think he's got good anticipatory skills. Um, smart processor, eager run defender. He hits, he tackles. He's an aggressive downhill player. Um, doesn't whiff a lot. I mean, just a really cerebral, solid, versatile player with good size. I mean, there's so much to like here. Um, I, I guess this year I'm just wondering, like, what's next in his evolution? What what more can he do uh, as a guy that has so much of a resume on tape already? I mean, when I think about the two things that maybe push him down my my board a little bit, it's that I think just having a little bit better spatial awareness, I think sometimes he can play the game through a straw a little bit. And then I just think he's more smooth and fluid than he is sudden and explosive. Like, what's the what's the ceiling here athletically? Probably fine as a safety, but as I think about what he could show this year that would move the needle to push him up kind of into that day two range, that's what I'm thinking. But I think he's just a rock-solid player and – you know, if you're going to watch uh, some Memphis football, keep an eye on that safety, Quindell Johnson. You you won't be able to, to miss him because he's one of those safeties that shows up and you can feel just watching games. I got to uh, gotta name off the reservation here a little bit. I this, this guy popped up on my timeline this morning and it worked out pretty well in that I had seen him in passing, um, courtesy of, of Shane Coughlin, who's with the uh, the East West Shrine, Benny Sapp from Northern Iowa. I don't know if if you've seen any of him, Joe, but he's um he is a fun fun football player as far as the impact that he brings uh, in both phases, both high as the free and rolled down low as hook curl and robber type defender. As far as uh, his anticipation to see things happening in front of his face and trigger on those opportunities to really drive uh, the football and create explosive contact in, in short windows to build up momentum or to track the football down the field. Uh, so he's um, he's a guy who had popped to me watching North Dakota State play, and and he's one of those guys when you're watching film other guys and you have like the list off to the side. And Ben Fennel <laughs> was was the first guy that I met that that had this list a couple years ago. Uh, Ben's excellent. He's with NFL Films in a couple other places. Does um, the the podcast with Fran Duffy? Um, you have a list off to the side that's just designated for players you're not watching who catch your eye, and you just write the school, the position, and the number down. And then, like when you get time, you go back to that list and you kind of review who those guys are. And sure enough, Benny Snap, uh, Benny Sapp was one of the players who was on that list for me this summer and watching other players. So. Uh, he's the way off the reservation FCS prospect in the weeds and, and shout out to Shane Coughlin for, uh, for shouting him out on my timeline and making sure that he was front of my mind for this discussion today. I like it. I guess hey. I'll, let me toss in a I'll buzzer beater. Jamari oh, Connor buzzer beater. I like that. Yeah, Jamari Connor Go safety, Virginia tech. He's been, he's been in, at, on that defense for a while. Kind of used as like a, more of a nickel defender uh, playing down in the slot a lot. Full-time safety this year. And I think he's going to really shine there where I think him being able to play a little bit in deeper alignments, using his his aggressiveness downhill, but maybe showcasing his ball skills more, I think is going to be an asset. So keep an eye on Chamari Connor's safety for Virginia Tech. Chris, hello. Two things, gentlemen. Two things to close the show. I appreciate everybody on the TDM Premium Discord 
in my Twitter DMs, tweeting at me with the eyeball emoji. Hey, however, Chris, you, however Derwin you James reached out, got a contract. However, you reached out to me today to tell me that Derwin James signed a contract extension. Just know that I appreciate you. And to Andrew, who slid into the DMs this morning and said, "I'm surprised you haven't mentioned Derwin James on the timeline." Andrew, I can't talk about it because I'm going to lose the bet. It doesn't matter. Jesse Bates not signing a franchise uh, a contract extension and not signing his franchise tender has absolutely dead on arrival this bet. This bet's not happening. So tomorrow's the official deadline uh, for mm. this bet to be over. So I'm going to lose, but I am going to run out the clock just to make everybody else uh, twist in the wind for a little bit. So I appreciate all the support from everybody, but we <laughs> lost about three weeks ago. We will, um, we will have a special celebration on Friday. With a special surprise for you, Chris, oh. uh, to signify uh, the end of the 2021 bets coming officially to a close 365 days later after uh, the long bet. I know you and Joe still have about four years left on one bet. It's true. But, uh, it's looking really good. The ones for that me, are going to close. Wait, what is this it? is the last one. So. Is it the Jaguars or the Texans? I can't remember. No, Joe, that, that bet is the Texans will not finish first or second in the division over the next five years. This is, I think, year two of that bet. Correct. All right. We got time. Go Davis uh, Mills, baby. We have a we have day two of the bracket today to talk about here on the show. Oh, yes, of course. Of course. Our the uh, TDN the rated Panini, rookie bracket. Rated rookie bracket. We've teamed up once again. We did this last year. We're doing it again this year. Yesterday, we talked about the first region, which was the defensive line region, uh, the offensive line region. And again, people, there's one representative for every team. So if you are a team that had multiple I can't believe Kayvon Thibodeau wasn't in the offensive like, line Just get region. over it. Okay? Just, just where's get Luke Tenuta? Just, just get over it, okay? You only get one draft pick in, into the rated rookie bracket. It's so disrespectful so the, to Kayvon Thibodeau to not put him now, in the offensive I, line bracket. I, I think what we need to do is we need to take this bracket and send it to Matt Rule because our one seed is Ike McWanu, and I don't know if he knows that he has a one-seeded left tackle on his he team. He does. But that's, he okay. does. He, he said he's going to be working with the ones from now on. As Fantastic. Of Love to hear it. Thanks, Matt. But avid draft news listener Matt Rule. Hope not. So, so no. Ike McWanu, the one seed. <laughs> Logan Bruss, the interior offensive lineman for the Rams, is your eight seed. Ike McWanu is my is my yeah, choice here. Ike, yeah. Zion Johnson, the four seed. Cole Strange, the five seed. I went with Zion, but I, I, where are the Patriots fans at? I mean, they're they're losing massively well, they're, here. They're busy. They're busy dealing with fights. Fighting, they're busy fighting with the Panthers. Right. Um, I voted for Cole Strange, and I, I obviously run grinding the tape, and I also have locked on Dolphins Twitter account. I voted for Cole Strange on both. Wow. Accounts. And um, Patriots fans getting out pulled here 85% to 15%. So mm. it's kind of blah. wild. Charles Cross, the three seed. Tyler Smith, the six seed. Voted Another for Charles Cross. But like another huge discrepancy, like where are the Cowboys fans at? Like you're losing 72 to 27 on this one. Weird. I went with Charles and Cross, though. The two seed, Evan Neal. Would you look at that, Giants fans? Look wow. at how that turned out. Can't Couldn't believe they believe didn't it. pick Kayvon Thibodeau here. Dylan Parham, the seven seed for the Raiders. Begrudgingly, Evan Neal, but I would not be surprised if Parham is a very, very, very strong performer for the Raiders. Oh, I kind of want to, in spite, I vote for for Parra now because the Giants fans they just they wouldn't I let us have fun. So yeah, it's sure. a spite vote. Oh now. yeah, you, you know what? Let's let's go with Parham then. Yeah, Parham. We'll get Giants, we'll get Giants fans. Spite you can go vote. sit on the sideline and feel sorry for yourselves and and yeah. keep tagging Kayvon Thibodeau. Hope uh, hope he sees it, bros. <laughs> 
Let's go. Hope he it. tweets you back and says, thanks for the love, bro. Outrageous. Also outrageous, we have two more shows this week to look forward to. So imagine not hitting subscribe on the podcast and following along. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. Thanks for friends at Ben Online for their continued support of the show. Make it a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll talk with you all again tomorrow. Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.